Yeah. Well, it got busy over the holidays. Busy, yeah. and it's like those no, we had more time over the holidays, but then like once the New Year started, Ooh. we just got we went back to work and got busy. Okay, one, two, three, go. I say twenty years ago. You go back to uh, like ninety five. Yeah, for some wrong reason. as shit. Right? I'm I'm older than AJ. I always equated uh, twenty years ago with the seventies. You said twenty years ago. I said, oh, you mean the seventies? Uh, and and no, twenty years ago, folks, go uh, brings us back to the time of uh, oh, I don't know, two thousand four. I mean, I've adjusted my like when I yeah. was when I was a kid. Yeah, twenty years ago was like like 70s. I always thought just like nineteen eighty, nineteen seventy five, seventies, eighties. But I've learned to adjust it. But it's still yeah. it's still not as far back as oh, I think yeah. it is. <laughs> it's two thousand four, folks, before Britney shaved her head. Do you know what I remember about 2024? What you got? From years ago. I'd say, hold on, 2024, it just yes, started. Yes, hang on, I'm going to tell you. Go ahead. Um, when our son was born, yep. I remember just, you know, being overwhelmed as hell. Yeah, it was 2006. 2006, I was changing his diaper. He was so he was so long and skinny. He was such a skinny baby. He was very tall, even though he wasn't standing up. Yeah. I was changing his diaper, and I remember doing the math in my head, and I said, okay, I will do everything in my power to get you to your 18th birthday at least, which will be 2024. Yeah, that's this year. That year stuck in my head. And when I realized it's 2024, I almost shit my pants. (laughs) My God. Which, you know, if you want a sign you're doing a good job as a parent, I am... I was counting down to my 18th birthday so I could get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I was trying to figure out ways out of there before my 18th birthday. And that probably said something about me and my mom's relationship. My kid, now that, because our kid, like AJ just noted, he's turning 18 this year. It means he just turned 17 uh, in in December. So he's very aware that he's going to be turning 18. Yeah. And he is the opposite of me, where I was waiting on it so I could like legally do whatever I want and just get out. He's convinced that we're like we're gonna boot him out of yeah. the house. He's like, listen, guys, listen. I'm a little anxious about becoming gonna, an adult. You're not gonna boot me out of here, like on the. I'm like, no. It's so fun. He has the opposite fears. He's more wigged out about becoming 18 and an adult and all that shit. And I, I was go, talking to him know. about it in the car the other day because we were driving back from Phoenix. We had time to talk and. I had just been talking to my dad about, because he was like, oh my God, you know, Dylan turns 18 this year. And he said, I remember turning 18 and signing up for the military. And I was like, yeah, you know, in hindsight. (laughs) And he said the same thing. He goes, oh yeah, we were just children. And I'm like, yeah, an 18 year old really is still just a kid. And, And even my dad was like, I can't imagine him signing up for the military at this age. And I said, neither can I. And I hope he doesn't have to. I obviously work with a lot of veterans within my private practice as a mental health uh, clinician. And we often have the discussions that there's lots of lifelong lasting things you can do at 18 before your brain is fully developed, which by the way, we all know is 23, 24, 25. And whatever it is you get into. And even that's debatable. I made some bad decisions then too. (laughs) 
about all those systems at 18 that all of a sudden are, are like going after you. you got the military ones yeah. you got the educational ones you have the professional ones like come work come yeah. dig ditches do whatever the fuck it is um there's a big battle for for that group because think about it you get so much shit like you wonder um you know we all probably have some friend who uh graduated high school and went away to the military yeah and then they came out say that they did Four years. Let's yeah. give him a solid My, four. Our friend JJ here in Tucson, who I've known since high school, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, right? And, and now he takes all this shit that he learned in that time, like takes it with him like decades and decades and decades forwards, you know? It's a very pivotal time in your life. And um, it's it's odd um, that we have a weird line in the sand for the number when, when you're an adult and when you're not an adult. Oh, yeah. I lamented to him in the car. I just started, like, thinking out loud. I was like, I cannot believe it's you can still have a drink when you're, you have to wait till you're 21, but at 18, they'll send you overseas with a gun. Like, it was just, it still is very, like, I don't think it's necessarily healthy. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But just developmentally, I feel like you are still so Which young. one's Which one's the safest option, you think, at 18? Do you think it's uh, military, educational, or professional? Um, I would say, normally I'd say education, because I do think you should go right from high school to college if you're going to go. I mean, it, consistency is key to anything in life, even like working out. Like if you're going to work out, you keep working out because the second you stop working out, well, then you stop working well, out. And, especially, and school is the same thing. We are required, literally required. I mean, if you're 12 years old and not going to school, your parents are going to jail. So we require you to be in education. And I do agree, if you're going to benefit from future education, keep that habit yeah, going. Yeah, because you're forced to go to school and all you're thinking about is I can't wait for the day I'm not forced to go to school and then you're not right. forced to go to school. That's why I'm like, listen, just go. Go to college before just it gets out of your Just keep going. Yeah, that's the thing, I'm right? Like, yeah. I, I, you you have a, a, an acquaintance who mentioned that his daughter wanted to take a gap year. <laughs> And we laughed because... Yeah, we all know what that gap year yeah, is. Yeah, well, the gap years are different for Americans. <laughs> you know, over in Europe and gap the UK year. and stuff, when they take a gap year, they travel, and then they go back to school. In America, they take a gap year and work. never go back to school. <laughs> it's an excuse to not go to I school am, is what it is. I Come truly on. have never met anybody who took a year off and then went, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to college. Like, it doesn't happen. But as far as the safer option, normally. Which, which by the way, I am pretty sure she's about to enter year two of, of the, the uh, gap year. Of, of the gap year, <laughs> yeah. Shock, shocker, right? Um, But, yeah, normally I would say education is the safest. Yeah. But about professional. I, what do you well, think about let me, those? Let me finish. Yeah. I The reason I'm not totally sure about education anymore is because of the student loans. Yeah, I yeah. think it's very predatory that they come after 18-year-olds for six-figure well, loans for school. I so think, I'm not sure that that's the best choice either. I think you have to be, and I told AJ this, uh, I think our last podcast, or maybe the one before, I said, you know, the the, the world today is, uh, we live in a world of sound bites. Yeah. And everything is, you know, even watch a politician on a Sunday morning show. I was watching one of them recently, and they kept saying the same thing. And AJ kept yelling from the other room, Oh, my fucking God, will they stop saying the same phrase? Yeah, they just parody. And I go, no, 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 no. He's saying that phrase nine times in the interview because if he wants a soundbite to come out of this interview, that's what it is. So he's going to keep saying that one thing. Um, So in this world of soundbites, our last uh, episode or or two ago, ago, AJ almost sounded like a uh, mom for liberty 
anti-education okay. nut well, because not, she was. Let me let me preface. I'm not. I, I know, <laughs> but that's why it's funny to hear you talk about this because you were like, "Oh, the college and it cost so much and it was bullshit and fuck them." And I think what you're talking about here about the responsibility of going into debt because it that's is a responsibility. What I meant. And we we discussed this in the car, yeah. and I even said. That wasn't how I meant it. I should have worded it differently. But again, sound bites run the world, right? What I meant was it's bullshit is that, you know, you have to pay 80, 90 grand to go to continue your education. And you've got predatory lending companies coming after children, 18 year olds, to take out these gigantic loans that they could potentially be paying back the rest of their life. That's the part about it I hate. I don't think college is bad necessarily. I don't think you have to go to college. But yeah, I think the safest option would be to go to college if you don't have to take out loans. Otherwise, the, I think the safest option, honestly, is just getting a job when you turn 18. Um, but it depends on the job. Say, I, yeah, I'm going to hard disagree with you on this. And this is, and, and, and I've had a weird journey with this. And AJ, I, I told her, I, I said, your vitriol about this is very much what people don't know is, uh, I think, all based off the fact that you did not expect to be on the hook for college and you very unexpectedly, when you were accepted, were thrown into the world of student loans. We don't need to get into the dirty of it, but you have a real negative no, experience just, with of what you went through. Because well, back then, and I think you can probably agree with this, it's not something we talked about with our parents because it wasn't, A, it wasn't as expensive, but B, it just wasn't part of the conversation. I think it's all, I, I think it's all so unique to you. See, That's true. Yeah. We've, well, we've, yeah. We've, we've talked about mine, right? I mean, mine was very much like I was told from a very, a very young age, we are working very hard and we are saving money so you can go to college. And it was very much yeah. implied to me, like we're building for your future so you better take advantage of it now now on the flip side what was yours like uh i was in a first or second grade i remember it was raining and i came home from school and my mom like sat down with me and my sister yeah and it was very because you know you remember those serious conversations and she handed us deposit slips and she had started savings accounts for both of us and said these are going to be your college savings accounts and i don't think it was ever spoken of again ever but I, I remembered that moment and thought, well, okay, well, I guess then college is paid for. And then I got accepted to college. And my dad said, well, how are you going to pay for it? And I said, wait a second. I thought you guys had saved money. That's wild. And, and to quote my mother, and I'll never forget it. She said, well, we needed that money to pay for violin lessons. <laughs> and I said, well, those are some pricey violin lessons. So, which now this is even more interesting. So you have a childhood memory. Right, because that that could also be acquainted with telling you know, uh, uh, earmuff alert, kids. It's like telling someone Santa is real, yeah. in second grade, and then when you they're, remember that moment, yeah, you remember the moment. But then by eighteen, are you still walking around going, "Hey, you know, Santa's real"? So you took one interaction from your childhood, and for the next twelve years, held on to it. As though that was like you literally believe that you had a fully funded college education based off one interaction with your mom. I did because money was not a discussion in our house. Like I knew. So, so you guys didn't talk. I mean, not many households fucking do with their no. kids. But so you guys like, didn't talk we, about money. No, I knew we clipped coupons and stuff. Yeah. And we, we shopped on deals and stuff like that. And, okay. But I, I didn't ask any questions other than that. Now, this is really interesting because I, I had the best 
little micro interaction. Okay, with wait, no, let's let's not change the subject. No, hang okay. on, let's just right. stay I'm on. Not, it. All right, go ahead because you're going to deviate. I know where you're going. So you were under this impression that was paid for. Yeah, and you never discussed it. I mean, no, because it was always just expected that you're going to go to college. Okay, and and then you got accepted. You're a senior in high school, and your father then goes, "Hey, you're on your own." So you have a literal fucking breakdown at that point. I mean, my wife's anxious on a normal day. So I couldn't imagine what you were like. I mean, it was, I had three months to apply for loans. And I will also, because my dad made enough money that I didn't qualify for any grants or anything. Okay. Um, there was a gap between tuition and what my loans were. Okay. And I said to myself, shit, like, do I want to take out multiple loans so, or, so, so you that, were getting X amount. Now, this is something else that, that we need to talk about. So you were getting X amount through uh, the federal program, right? Which, yeah. again, they kind of base off it was all fe- your, federal loans, your yeah. situation. And Well, that was the joke I always made. They base it off what you. your parents make, whether they're paying you. for it or not. So you get that number, and you look at the tuition bill for where you want to go to school, and you go, uh-oh, these loans that they're giving me don't, cover the entire thing. Now, this is where most people would supplement that with private loans, right? Yeah. That's when they would go to I'm not, SoFi and they say, SoFi, uh, my, my tuition's 80 grand. I'm only getting 50 grand. Can you loan me 30 grand? Yeah. You chose, because again, my wife is the most responsible person on the planet. Well, it was also a lot less money back then. I was seven grand short a year. Seven. Th- so your choice was to do what? Go ahead. I'll work my ass off. There you go. You said, I'm going to take only federal loans and I'm going to work to pay for the, the stopgap. Yeah. I basically this. scheduled all my classes for two days a week so I could go down because I couldn't afford yeah. to live in an apartment or on campus. So I'm like, all right, I'll go down to campus. I will do all my classes for an entire day, two days a week. And the rest of the days I will work my butt off. Okay. So that's what I did. And it was hard as hell, man. That was, I mean, the seven grand a year is like chump change nowadays for the stopgap. But it was a lot when you're So not, you had to come up with seven grand. And I could, you know, I wasn't working full time because I was in school. Okay. So. so that's your, and now here's the part where I, I, I really wanted to, to, to start with was that I think education is the right choice if you know your return on investment. Now, you, quickly, you have the financial, like, I got to figure yeah. this out. What were you going to school for? Um, I wanted to go to school for theater. What? Yeah, what did you enter in as a freshman? You wanted to be a... I wanted, I didn't know. I just wanted to do something in the theater. Yeah, but theater, yeah. right? You wanted to work in the performing arts. Now, as you may have heard, folks, there's... A little bit of a cliche about the starving artist. Yes. Because it's fucking true. Uh, the arts, really up until, did you know this, the last 150 years, uh, were not even a viable career path. <laughs> they're still not they <laughs> for used, most people. Well, they used to be, and guess what? They're kind of coming back to that. I um, hope so. <clears throat> no, you're not going to like what, what I'm about oh, to say. Oh, damn. They used to be back in the Renaissance, and you go back to the 1600s and stuff like that. The people who were involved in arts were the elites. It were the royals because yeah. they did not have to work. They could afford. These to were be people. Yes, yeah, yeah. someone could afford to just paint. Someone yeah. could afford to just play a harp or you know Mozart, right? Because otherwise, you had to go fucking do stuff to survive. Yeah. So it went from being something for the elites and those with means 
to something only the last hundred years. We go, oh, you're good at this. Let me compensate you for it. Now, art's not exactly a highly compensated art form, regardless of what Tom Cruise may tell you. So you entered into college wanting to get into what we would call kind of an idealistic major. Absolutely, yeah. With the weight of very concrete responsibilities, which is all these fucking loans. When did you start to make the turn in your head? I didn't really make a turn in my head at the time. You know, again, I was a kid. Sure, you're 18 years old. I'm like, if I'm going to pay for this, I'm going to go to school for what I want. Screw everybody else. There you go. Okay. So that's what I was going to do. But like, you know, you can't, I don't know what it's like now, um, but you don't declare, you didn't declare a major till like your junior year. Okay. And I had, there were a few things like sociology really interested me and broadcasting interested me, but I wasn't sure. So I still went for theater, but then my advisor was like, Hey, you can double major in like journalism and broadcasting. Cause a lot of the classes overlap. Okay. So I just, I'm like, okay, I'll double major. That's fine. And, but I really liked it. I didn't really figure out that I liked radio and broadcasting till the end of my senior year, which I will say while journalism, radio, TV falls under the circus tent of the arts and entertainment. It really is the closest to a legitimate two week. And when I mean legitimate, I mean, you get a paycheck every two weeks when you are a broadcaster Unfortunately, not doing podcasting. I'm sorry, that's podcaster. Broadcaster. Broadcaster. Right? You go somewhere, you work, and and, and they give you a paycheck every two weeks. Basically, it's a legitimate way to earn a living. Yeah. Arts is still almost a still a, a, a pass-the-hat kind sure. of thing, right? Oh, it right? is, yeah. So, all right, you started to swerve from, you know, one side of the arts tents, which is real idealistic, to one which is more like, all right, maybe I can do something with this. Well, yeah, because I realized like a lot of the theater teachers in our department had their favorites, and I was not (laughs) one of them. And they were very clear that like they weren't going to help you get internships and stuff unless you were one of their favorites. They're like, we're not going to help you do that. You need internships in uh, theater? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and like some of them worked at the Milwaukee Rep, and I was like hey, can you help me to get an internship? And most of them were like, nope. But then some of my, you know, really hot, talented friends got internships. Mm. But that's when I realized- That was the I'm, same thing in high school. Your theater uh, uh, high school teacher was banging all the students. Oh yeah, he was a dick. And like, you weren't hot enough, you had to bang them. So you well, weren't I getting any have roles. I any, but that's gross. You know. Um, he was an asshole. But anyways- I yeah, think the word I, you're looking for is predator. He's a predator, predator. yes. And an asshole. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I realized like, okay, well, this isn't going to happen for me unless I do it myself, which I did kind of try to do myself. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I liked radio and okay. I got an internship in radio and that was a shit ton of fun. So you end up graduating with a degree in journalism Yeah, and you have a shit ton of debt, right? Yeah. Uh, not as much as you could have because Ooh. you sacrificed those four years. And trust me, this girl, when I met her. I met her when she was still a senior in college before we were even romantic. And I was like, what the fuck is up with her? Because she's always talking about how she's working one job and another job and going to classes and doing an internship and getting drunk at the club. I'm like, who is she and where does she live? And is she a cocaine addict or something? I should have been. How does she get through life? But you were a hustler. And, and so you graduate with this debt and you graduate into a field that, again, gives you a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. Not exactly a big paycheck. And so this is where you start to slowly get the disdain for the collegiate experience because she is 
uh, saddled with debt. You're in an industry that historically doesn't pay well. It's also, by the way, 2008. We don't need to yes. tell you what happened around there. Yeah, bad so you were even, you know, it's a, it's a recession and, and you're making no money at all. Um, and, and so you really, over that time, Develop this kind of like, well, I fuck always, that experience, I mean, right? Like, dummy Neh. me, I guess. I just, I was naive and assumed that if I yeah. worked a full time job, I should be compensated enough to right. live, you know, to pay back my debt, to pay rent, and to buy food. That wasn't the case. I mean, we were charging up credit cards at the grocery store, and I was pissed off. It was just this. It was this American dream bullshit. We were all fed, spoon fed. Yeah. And then, you know, and then high, you know, 9-11, high recession. I mean, it's it was just a mess. So here's kind of the, you know, my views on it. And because why I think education is a safe bet. Because, and, and I'm going to do that with an asterisk. Look at your return on investment. I know. Absolutely. Now, this is something that my family did not do, right? Because they were happy that this goon was able to graduate high school somehow. And they're like, fuck it. If we can get him they into the liberal. You weren't in prison. Yeah. They're like, if we can get him a bachelor's degree of any type, even the one that says liberal arts, it's going to qualify him to be the assistant manager above the fry guy. So, you know, for me, for my path, it was very much like they, we were well aware we were getting a liberal arts degree, but yeah. it was again, it was, saved, a degree. it was a degree and it was a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And it was something, it was an accomplishment to put on the fucking wall. Right. And you, go do something. Um, you obviously figured out something. Hey, I'm saddled with all this debt. Now I have a degree that isn't really paying me enough to pay off the debt. Was this all worth it? I had a second go around at this. Um, that little bachelor's degree that I got in, in liberal arts um, allowed me to then enter graduate school 20 years after the fact that I did that first go around. And I went in, in, into a school for social work, and I uh, attained a Master of Social Work graduate degree, which I was then able to turn into a clinical license uh, to become a mental health practitioner, which I'm still in that process of attaining an independent license. I'm in my journey. But what I'm seeing as a direct result of that education are financial opportunities that would not have been available to me without it. Um, and I say that because I know a million people who turn themselves around, uh, one of my good friends, and they go, I want to be a counselor now. And that's when they realize I barely graduated high school. I got one year of, of community college in. So what do I have to do Do that? Oh, I have to do three years of school plus two years of a master's degree. Yeah. So that's six years in the future. By the way, I'm 41. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. And I had that kind of moment, too, when Pat decided he wanted to go back to school. I said, okay, well, I'm fine with leaving, you know, FM radio because it's just, it was, it was a wonderful career, but it was done. We were over it, and it was just dying. And I actually said, well, I would love, my dream was always to be a teacher, which I know, oh, my God, like nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, boy. I know. I'm like, who, I mean, uh, even. But so if you were destined to work in a controversial field. The media or teaching, you know. Never really thought either of the those real, would be controversial. The real but, hot button issues. But here we are. And I remember I submitted um, my transcript to the University of Michigan Flint. Because I'm right. like, I, most people are like, well, you got a bachelor's degree. You should be able to get your teaching certificate. Yeah. 
They literally emailed me back and said, yeah, you know, not a lot on your transcript will transfer over. So you're just going to have to get another bachelor's degree. And I almost threw my phone See, into traffic. And that's where you would look at the ROI. Yes. And that, return yeah, on investment. And that wouldn't be worth and it. And you'd say, boy, that's not worth it. Now you take perhaps what I'm doing for a living. Yeah. And I said, well, I, I, I did this degree. It cost me X amount of dollars. But because of that degree, I'm able, able to attain this license, provide these services. I'm able to uh, be compensated this amount. Yeah. This amount looks better than what I spent. Boy, this is what we call a good deal. Yeah. So I think if you... Well, I just make bad decisions, basically. Well, you needed someone to guide you. That was the problem, is that I can't believe that you guys, you know, like I said, between second grade and 18, never fucking talked about it. No. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't shock me because I know your family, but I'm saying, I think if you were more guided and perhaps they would have said, hey, so here's the deal. You're going to have to pay for this yourself. Plenty of people do, yeah. right? Every day. Um, I mean, we are definitely, I'm the oddball in my group of friends, right? Everyone took out mass of student loans my one buddy figured out how not to pay him back he died he died that's right you got to die single though worked out great for he him he died single that's how those federal loans went away on him Didn't but somebody say that during his funeral yeah. like well now he doesn't have to finish he paying. beat the fucking system he would fuck be happy you. about that fuck that's you. the only thing i think would make him happy is that he beat the system but yeah i mean i think if you go in eyes wide open if you know your return on investment especially today um if, you know, with the cost of education, um, maybe you're saying, all right, I can go get this degree, which allows me to do this, whatever this is. And this is going to be a cybersecurity, right? Cybersecurity, yeah. right? You can walk into a cybersecurity job making a buck 25 a year, right? But you need to have a certain education and knowledge to get it. Yeah. Okay. So that seems like a good deal. Oh, it's like my cousin. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. He's an air traffic controller. Mm -hmm. He went to aeronautic an aeronautics college that... Back in the day, I mean, it was like a hundred grand a year, and back, I mean, in the the early two thousands, like when a hundred grand was a hundred grand, right? That was bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like you've got to be joking. Are you feeling all right? Yeah. But he went, and I mean, he started out making pretty good money. He's never really been broke like I was. Like I forgot what he started at, but it's basically it took me, you know, fifteen years to make that. Yeah, sure. And now he makes six figures. But and again, because he went exactly and he invested that amount of money, yeah. and obviously you have to then achieve it. You know, I'm I'm focusing on the cost. Yes, yeah. you you have to have some kind of intelligence yeah. to do whatever it is you want to do. And he's a really smart guy, so, and now he's an air traffic controller, and he's he makes a great living. So it was a great choice, right? So like, what I'm trying to say is, I hear you, I hear the vitriol, I get it, and I think if it's just these days, like with our son. You Go into it eyes wide open, right? Yeah. What do you want to do with yourself? Uh, and, and how could I best achieve that? And yeah. if, you know, I want to make dough and I the barrier might be education, then all right, go get the education. But if I just want to make dough and I happen to be great with my hands and I want to work in a mechanic shop, exactly. then go to a union hall, get yourself an apprenticeship. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're working in a mechanic shop. And by the time you're 30, you got your own joint. And by the time you're 50, you're selling that place to someone else. So you can go fucking retire. There is a friend of mine in Michigan who has a daughter who just graduated and she's actually going into welding. 
And oh, like, that's a big deal. I was just she, talking about that with Dylan she last night. She adores it. And it's just so weird because, like, you just, you, it just, it, it is, it's out of left field. Like, you see her beautiful senior pictures. Yeah. And she's got, like, the welding helmet yeah. on. And, but she's getting, like, she's going to make a great living off it. So I was just last night because legit. A great choice. Like, I mean, where we started with all this, our son is legitimately on a semi regular basis bringing up, like, how he's turning 18 and you guys aren't going to kick me out. And what, he doesn't know what he wants to go well, to. Yeah, what am I for? supposed to do and this and that. And I, he said something. He was playing a video game, and he's like, oh, this is like welding. And I said, oh, underwater welders. I'm like, they make a lot of money. And, like, his eyes brighten up. He goes, do they really? And I'm like, no, shit. I, and it's like that's those conversations you have because that is something, if you didn't know, underwater welding it's a very high demand. That's really cool. Make a lot of dough doing it. Yeah. It's kind of like those guys that, uh, we, you know, we worked in radio. Yeah. Uh, tower climbers yeah like i mean they're flown in like yeah. those are like they're like they're like seal team six Hell they bring yeah, them in man. to do shit and you make a lot of money yeah for doing it um I'm so sure there's an inherent danger but you yeah yeah again you don't need to go to college for every good job no, you don't need to but I, think, I mean and i like that that's being pushed nowadays yeah. but at this point i'm just trying to get our kid to get like a job at in and out <laughs> that's a you because like we were at this uh, we for, got a good minimum wage here in arizona oh, i'm not gonna yeah, lie man. If you're in a state where that minimum wage is still in single digits, you ain't never going to get a Gen Z. That makes me want to vomit. When out they, of the house. When they show you those statistics, <laughs> like how much a house cost in this year, yeah. and the minimum wage was like seven bucks an hour, yeah. and now a house costs 400 oh. grand, and the minimum Listen, wage is still seven every, bucks an hour. Everyone in California is excited to move to Texas when they see how cheap the houses are, but then when they find out that minimum wage is like $6, they're like, what do you mean? We get paid $23 an hour. To work in Walgreens in Anaheim, California. I think I've got him like a little bit jazzed because we were at a fur convention, a yeah. fur con, fur con last week in Phoenix, where he dressed up as his fursona. Yeah, he's a furry. Which I, I, I keep forgetting. I'll post a picture on our social media. He wanted to post me to post it. It's Man, like he'd be a great mascot for whatever college. Well, guy. I've talked to him about that. Dude, he could be a at, mascot. Yeah, was um, the University of Arizona guy? They got a they got a bear or something. It's the Wildcats, isn't it? It's the Bears. They say oh, bear, bear down, down, yeah. Right? I don't know. I'm still learning all the lingo around here. Okay. But yeah, we were walking around this fur con and like I made him his fur head that he has. It's nothing fancy. It's very basic, very beginner. He saw the professional ones and was like, wow, that'd be cool to have one. And I said, did you look at the price tag? And he mm-hmm. said, no, um, $3,600 There you go. just for the head. And I said, well, I'm like, you can have these nice things. If you get a job and start saving up and he, for a minute was like, I know. I know. And I was like, Oh shit. Are we an inch closer? <laughs> That's, I mean, you, you gotta have a motivation. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you want to save it for a fur head, you know, it's going to take a while, but you know, get a job. It's our, cool. Our kids will be Michael Scott from us uh, the four year old virgin. The guy who has the, uh, not Michael Scott, Steve Carell's character. Steve Carell. Steve Carell's got all the cool toys. Oh yeah, just a house full of cool Fuck toys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've heard of lots of single guys, regardless of she- sexual orientation, that like die with like houses full Hell of yeah. cool shit. They've oh, got like yeah. they've got you know uh, action figures and comic books and thousands and thousands. There's of a dollars lot of guys. Of there's a lot of guys right now who are the only reason why they're being held back on that is because of their partner. Oh, okay, absolutely. there are tons of people. There's a lot of wives like okay, listen. Listen, no more Roblox. No more. No more. You don't get to no buy more game stuff. the first edition of that comic book before I go grocery shopping. 
It's the uh, 232nd episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. We do appreciate you being here for the year uh, 2024. We hope you had a fantastic holiday season as we cruise our way into this uh, new year. I'd like to start this new year off by uh, one answering burning questions from the Pat and AJ uh, podcast universe. We have questions. uh, Which is uh, exactly, Finn, I know. What's our hot take on the Cat Williams hot take, right? <laughs> I still haven't. I haven't watched it yet. And I'll I'll answer. I'll answer the request. Okay. It's not often we get told what to talk about anymore. We used to all the time. We had we had program directors and general managers and consultants. All everyone told us what to talk about. So okay, you want to hear the hot take on the Cat Williams hot take? I guess first off, you gotta know what the Cat Williams hot yes. take is Informed. to know what our hot take is. Inform because I haven't seen it yet. Cat Williams, comedian extraordinaire, rabble rouser, fantastic hair. He's hilarious. I think he's so funny. I uh, took to um, the Club Shay Shay podcast and just basically said everyone's entering twenty twenty four with no beefs, and I want to enter twenty twenty four. By filleting everybody. <laughs> like he just decided. So he got on his podcast and kind of like just for, you know, Cat Williamed out for, for a long time. And the, the the two big points are that are coming up are one is about um, joke stealing in regards to Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, he had a few targets in there. And that's something I'm actually really in on. If you do want me to nerd out and talk out for hours. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not super interested because it's just, it's just an industry I'm oh, not in. I know, but I, come on. Do you remember what happened? And I know you do. AJ made a tweet about 9-11. It was a, it was a nice tweet. She wasn't trolling 9-11. No, remember it was, they were building, well, a, it was something. they were building an apartment complex. Yes. That looked like the Twin Towers, and it was, is this tacky or not? Yeah, so AJ, in the early days of social media for our little radio show. It's like 2010. In the middle of Wisconsin, she uh, creates this tweet and sends it out there. It's got pictures and everything, and that was back when social media, not everybody knew how to do it for, like, business yet. What happened the next day? Tell everybody. A radio station in New York City copied and pasted the entire thing, including the pictures, onto their social media. So essentially, they stole they your stole shit. They stole my content. Yeah. They stole your content. Right now, they could have just done back in the day what we'd call a retweet. Uh, yeah, you of not. could have done something they could have like it. thanks to at you know Pat and AJ for this, but no, this this uh, radio station in in, in New, New York, York City. City. Took, uh, took our little tweet yeah. Facebook post from yeah. Central Wisconsin. I believe it was no shit. The Nick Cannon Morning Show. It sure was a producer for the Nick Cannon. Nick fucking Cannon show stole our tweet. You were upset about. That. I was fucking livid. How livid were you that you actually got an apology over it? I did. Yeah. You actually somehow got to the guy that posted it and literally got like, hey. They're very sorry. They weren't aware of the etiquette of this stuff. Yeah, you just can't copy and right? paste somebody's shit. But regardless, someone stole your shit. Yeah. So when Cat Williams starts opening up and talking about joke stealers, I'm like, I am I I got fucking popcorn out. Because what happens, and this is everywhere right now, everything he's talked about, people have chopped up and put on online. Yeah. Where he goes, Steve Harvey ripped off 
uh, you know, this guy. And then now well, there's so many receipts now. Yeah, they, they have everything out there. So the joke stealing stuff, I like it. I feel like Cat had a few too many in him. I mean, it is interesting because I do know, like, I've heard stories about Robin Williams famously stealing jokes back yeah. in the 70s. And he would literally, like, um, bail fellow comedians out of jail when they got, like, like arrested for drugs <laughs> simply as an apology for stealing their jokes. I'm so sorry. Um, but, again. I mean, we all know the, the world's most famous one, there, right? But but there were no receipts. We didn't have social media. So it's they're just, different. It's like these lures yeah. of these stand-ups, but now we yeah. have video. Yeah, and, and, you know, so the joke-stealing stuff, ever since I, I feel like Carlos Mencia, uh, Mencia and the whole Joe Rogan thing, we're all kind of like, ooh, like we're in on it now. And we all know that comics, that's a big thing, and I I get it. That's yeah, your own shit. That's your content. As a former radio guy who used to talk and try to come up with original material every it's day. Hard. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine if someone takes your shit and you see it somewhere else. So as far as Cat Williams calling out uh, uh, other comedians for stealing jokes, good on Cat Williams. Good, good, good for him. I mean, I'm not super interested, but I do like the name dropping. Good I think that, that's fun. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> call him out. Good. Um, I am, and here's the second part, folks, and I'm going to speak directly to the person that asked us to, to, to give a hot take on this. I'm saying this, and I know this, that I am A, white enough, uh, uh, B, man enough, and uh, C, uh, so out of the conversation that I can't even give you anything of value on his overall take with black Men, entertainers, comedians being put in dresses to emasculate them. I it, didn't know this was a thing. Because we're white people. Because I'm white, yeah. Okay, you're from you're from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. I know. You're not supposed to know. But if you were to get within the communities, and I grew up in a very diverse place, okay? So that's why I got a little I, I have an ear to the ground, but that doesn't mean I can speak on no. the street, okay? There's a very long standing I dare call it a conspiracy, but it's not because there's fucking receipts. Like you said, you're going to think this is conspiracy until you Google it. It's kind of like everything pops up. It's kind of yeah. like Bill Cosby. Remember when Hannibal Burris did the joke about Bill Cosby? Yeah. And he said, I don't know why you guys are groaning. This is like Googleable shit. Yeah, this is out there already. And then the whole world Googled it. We're like, holy fuck, Hannibal this Burris. Is, is right. Yeah. Um, all the great African American, American entertainers, specifically comedians, at some point, end up in drag on camera. And there's this kind of theory that this is done to emasculate them to compromise their power and influence over the community. I hope I'm giving the overall theory justice. I kind of understand. You that. understand what I'm saying? And, and, and you're going to say... But I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't recall any black men in dresses. <clears throat> Eddie Murphy. Oh, shit, yeah. Hey, Martin Lawrence. Uh, yeah. How about Wesley Snipes? Tu Wong Fu. Oh, shit. Julie Newmar. We are going to go all the way back to Red Fox. They, I, right? That's where it's fucking weird. That's Red where. Fox. Exactly. You're, you're going to say Red Fox wasn't in a dress. Google right now. Red Fox was in a dress. There, so there is, of course, there is something. Red Fox, Fox a black guy? Red, Jesus. Fuck. What? He's Fred Sanford. Come on! See, for me, Red Fox was like this hick, like guy on PBS. What the fuck? I'm, gonna, right. I'm pulling out my phone right look now. Up Red Fox. Please do this, please. Black people, back me up here. That my white 
wife just became that much uh, whiter. Uh, Red Fox, okay, uh, American comedian and actor. The only other one that comes up is the actual, you know, Red Fox the animal. I do not think you're recalling the same what person. What is this guy's name? Shit, Red Fox. On. Do you, Does this face look familiar? Yes, I legit. Fred Sanford. I, Sanford okay, and okay, son. Okay, slow down. I legit didn't know that was his name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's sitting here like, the PBS guy? Did they put Mr. Rogers in a dress? I don't remember that episode. Can you find your fictitious childhood friend? I'm working friend? on it. Hang, hang on. <laughs> Give me a second. It's okay. You, you can admit you were wrong. You can just say I was wrong. Am I thinking of red buttons, maybe? Oh, Jesus Shit. Christ. I mean, red buttons is fucking older. Well, I know. <laughs> if we want to start talking really ancient, ancient comedians. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen, I Chief just. Right up. <laughs> red buttons. Maybe that's the white guy. <laughs> that's the white guy I'm thinking what of. What the fuck De- is, is Jack Benny, the secretary of the treasury? Red buttons, definitely not black. Holy shit. No, red fox. It's been a long day, all right? Shut red up. Red fox. Uh, no, that's the weird I know his part. face from yes. everything. I much. just legit didn't know Legendary, his real name. Right? Um, so, look, unfortunately, to that aspect of it, I know you want a hot take on that hot take. I ain't giving you the hot take on the hot take because I know enough about that hot take that I can't speak on that hot take. But it is kind of a fucking coincidence, ain't it? It is, yeah. Um, and, and Cat Williams, of course, was going on more to the point that he has never compromised himself, and that is why you have not seen him in that situation um, because he's not, you know, I mean, I'm not, there's some oh, kind shit, of- shit, like Tyler Perry? Well, that's the easiest well, one. Well, gosh. I mean, Jesus Well, no, Christ. now because I'm sitting thinking, listen. I know. Now, see, this is what's going to happen. This is like when Hannibal Burris brought up Bill Cosby. There has never. And you guys are going to start going, oh, shit. There has never been a moment in my life where I'm sitting yes. down having my coffee yes, thinking about black men wearing thank dresses until I can't now. Imagine. I can't imagine a 40-year-old <laughs> white chick from I'm the suburbs. sorry. I didn't not ask about to be like <laughs> But so, listen, I ain't going to give you a hot take on that hot take, but I will say one thing about his and hot take. Cat Williams is kind of out there at this point. I mean, I will say one thing. He's, he's, he's like entering Aaron Rodgers territory. I mean, he is having some fun these days. And if he wanted to enter 2024 with everybody talking about him, I mean, then congratulations to Cat. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.